Hey, how's it going, NFL fans? I'm Kevin Haswell, your co-host, here with Connor McCarthy for our second episode of Goal to Go. Um, big topics to get into this week, a lot of great games. Connor, how you doing this week? Doing great, man. There's a lot of upsets in the NFL this week, including the Redskins thrashing over the Oakland Raiders on Sunday night. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, no one expected them to jump out to such a huge lead early and hold on to beat the Raiders. You know, might have to, might have had to do something with uh, the Raiders going cross country, but we'll we'll talk about that later. So the first topic of the day: the Atlanta Falcons moved to three and zero this week. Uh, defeating the Detroit Lions on a questionable call to end the game. Golden Tate on a quick slant, caught the ball, reached it over the goal line, and it appeared to be a touchdown in uh, regular speed. But when you put it into slow motion, his knee was actually down, and he was touched by a defender short of the goal line. Uh, And by rule with the NFL, uh, 10 seconds had to be run off the clock. So the Falcons ended up winning the game over the Lions. Lions moved to two and one. Connor, let me pose you this question: Are the Falcons the best team in the NFC? I'd say the Falcons are the best team in the NFC right now, mainly because no other team really sticks out to me. I mean, and I think the offense can play way better than what it's playing right now. Matt Ryan's currently averaging less than three hundred yards a game, and he only has four TDs to three picks. And Julio Jones doesn't even have a touchdown on the year. Obviously, Freeman and Coleman are still doing great, and that defense has also been impressive. Yeah, so I, I dug into the numbers a little bit today. Uh, they're actually second in the NFC in points per game, second in total yards, second in yards per game. Uh, and the, they're definitely not passing as well as they did last year. They're sixth in the NFC in passing yards per game with 269.3 yards per game. Uh, and like you said, the the combo of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman has been uh, terrific this year. But I I don't think I can – I was very hesitant to put them as the best team in the NFC because when you really like dive in – like I look at the defensive stats, they're eighth in points per game allowed, 22 points per game, 11th in yards per game passing. So they're, their secondary is really not playing very well. Um, they're still 3-0 though. So when when you really look up and down the NFC the NFC standings it's it's hard to pick another team that's better than them. So yeah, I would say the Falcons are the best team in the NFC uh simply off the fact that you know the NFC East is struggling. The Eagles are at the top of that division with the Cowboys right now. Cowboys probably the best talent in that division. Uh but then you know the Redskins 2 and 1 and then surprising the Giants are win 3 now. Uh, another game uh, they should have won, but they lost. So, and the NFC North, a lot of weak teams. Uh, the Vikings somehow, Case Keenum somehow this week threw for 300 yards, thrashed the Buccaneers secondary for uh, for a win. Um, I was going to say, so you did say the NFC North being rather weak. Let's look at what the Falcons have played so far. They've only played the NFC North. They've played Chicago, Green Bay, and Detroit, all NFC North teams. And I think that Minnesota might be the best team to come out of the division, especially when Sam Bradford starts. You think you think the Vikings are a better team than the, the Packers? I do actually think the Vikings are a better overall team. I think the Packers are going to struggle through the air all year. Aaron Rodgers can only do so much with injuries to Randall Cobb. Uh, Jerome Allen, uh, Allison actually did had a really good game for them, but I, I just think they're they're not just they can't. 
rely on Aaron Rodgers to win them the game every week. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. I still think the Packers are a very good team. Uh, definitely struggled against the Falcons, but that game was on the road. Uh, that's their only loss this season. So, uh, yeah, I think my overall assessment would be to say that the Falcons are the best team in the NFC right now. But, uh, again, we're only three games in, so uh, a little early. But um, we'll move over to our next topic. Uh, will the Patriots' defense be their downfall? You know, really digging into their numbers, lot they're last in the NFL, allowing 460 yard, 461 yards per game, and allowing almost 32 points per game. Both worse than the NFL. Um, they've been a little bit better in the, their rushing defense, uh, 26th in the NFL compared to last in the NFL in their passing defense. Connor, is their defense going to be their downfall? Well, I personally think that it will. I, even though I think the Patriots will still make a playoff run and be competitive in the end, I think eventually that will catch up to them. I mean, the Patriots have one of the best offenses still in the NFL. They're putting up, they put up thirteen hundred twenty-two yards this so far in the season, but their their defense has given up thirteen hundred eighty-three yards. They're getting outgained by their opponents, which is remarkable considering Tom Brady's offense, how well he's played the past two weeks. I mean, and it starts with their defensive front, in my opinion. Allen Branch, Malcolm Brown, Lawrence Guy, Trey Flowers. Flowers is the only person with the sack. He has three uh, out of their defensive linemen. And I think that's just going to be a big factor going forward. I mean, giving up an average of 31 points a game. uh, They played two good good offenses in the Chiefs and the Saints. Then they gave up 33 points to the Texans, who were led by Deshaun Watson, who looked like he was lost last week. He looked really good against the Patriots, which – I'm not taking anything away from Watson because it was really impressive to go into Foxborough where rookie quarterbacks go to die and put up the performance he had. So overall, I think the Patriots' defense is weaker than last season, and it's going to cost them eventually. Yeah, uh, I don't see them having any trouble in that division when you really go down the list. The the Bills, not really a playoff contender. Uh, Dolphins are led by Jay Cutler. Maybe with Tannehill, I'd give them a chance, but Cutler – uh, has been awful at quarterback for them. And then, you know, the Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL. So that division is very weak, so I don't think that the defense is really going to hold them back from winning that division. But when they get into the playoffs, I mean, you look at the AFC West, there are some great defenses in the AFC West. you got the Kansas City Chiefs, who have presented a problem to Brady in the playoffs before. Uh, they haven't beat them, but the defenses look great. Uh, then you look at the Broncos. Broncos defense, Von Miller has given given Tom Brady headaches year after year in the playoffs. And then, you know, the Raiders, they they should have been deep in the playoffs last year before Derek Carr got hurt. But but all three of those defenses, I mean, you saw it this weekend, even the Houston Texans. I mean, the Houston Texans have a great defense. They're one and two right now. There's, there's a lot of great defenses in the AFC, and I think it's going to be tough once the, once the Patriots get to the playoffs. I know, I, they're going to win the AFC East, but – at the end of the day, that defense is going to hurt them in the playoffs. Um, and when they go up against a team that can maybe slow down their offense and they can't slow down the other team's offense, uh, it, they're going to be in trouble. Well, definitely right. Well, talking back to the um, uh, Patriots division, I mean, that division, I think, besides the Patriots, is the weakest right now. I mean, Miami was really uh, hyped up as a team that was going to be up and coming. They made the playoffs last year. They lost to the Steelers. But – this team had a lot of offensive talent, and they just got shut down by the Jets. They wouldn't. Have, they would have been blanked by them. 
One of the worst, of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. If it wasn't for a garbage time touchdown, Devontae Parker, I, the, the offense just doesn't look explosive with Jay Cutler right now. And I think it's going to be a problem going forward. The Bills are 2-1 and one right now, but they've had some weak competition themselves. And all credit to Sean McDermott for um, guiding the Bills to this early success. But I, I don't think they're going to hang around eventually, and the Patriots are going to run away with this division. I just think that they're going to have trouble in the playoffs once they start facing the real teams, start facing the real offenses of the league. Yeah, it's definitely a concern. You know, watching this week again, the Chiefs were very impressive once again. Uh, but let me ask you this question. AFC, what's, what's the worst division in football? Is it the AFC East or is it the NFC West? The worst division or the best? Worst division in football. Hmm. I might have to go with the AFC South is still pretty bad in my opinion. Yeah, but They're, you know the Titans are up and coming. They're definitely looking very, very good. Blake Bortles is looking good early uh, this year for the Jaguars. Uh, Jacoby Percet actually looked pretty good this week for the Colts, uh, getting them a win. Surprisingly, I didn't. I thought there was a chance they go 0-16 if Andrew Luck never plays. So, uh, And then the Texans, you know, their defense looks good, and Watson proved this week that he can he can play with the best. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can put the AFC South that deep down, but uh, the NFC West has been very bad. So let's just uh, – I was going to talk about the um, – the Browns for a little bit because we were going to talk about what is the worst team in the NFL right now. Yeah, so let's jump into that topic. Connor, yeah. who do you think is the worst team in the NFL? Like I just said, I think the Browns are, especially as you just said, the Colts beat them this last week. And I legitimately thought they would go 0-16 without Angel Luck as well. And I was actually a little bit high on the Browns after the first week, too, when they put up a good fight against the Steelers. And Ben Roethlisberger said that the Browns are going to surprise some people this year. But with recent events, Corey Coleman going down, Deshaun Kaiser looked great with Corey Coleman in the preseason. He had a good connection. Even in the first game, they had a good connection. And that looked like it was going to be Kaiser's security blanket. Him going down, you see the immediate effect. His receivers are dropping balls, and that's a lethal combination for a rookie quarterback in the NFL. He can't establish anybody that he can throw the ball to consistently and trust. He's made some boneheaded plays, but all rookie quarterbacks usually do that. So I don't think Kaiser's getting a chance to succeed right now. And overall, I think this is going to be the Browns' downfall. Even though they're loaded, I think they have some good talent on their team. They're, they're going to be good in the future. But right now, I think they're the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, you know, when you when you look at Deshaun Kaiser's stats, he has seven interceptions, with, which leads the NFL. Uh, when you put that over a 16-game pace, he's, he's on pace to throw sixteen or 37 interceptions this year, which is just unheard of. Uh, only 16 touchdowns. He has three touchdowns to seven interceptions this year. He does have 646 yards, which is not bad. But you definitely want to see more consistency out of your quarterback. And, and you know, the Browns are are caught in this kind of portal where is Deshaun Kaiser the future? Do they need to go draft a quarterback next year? Or is he the answer moving forward? And I don't think they really have a def- definitive answer right now. Uh, and it's troubling for a team, you know, trying to turn it around with the analytics and such. It, it's going to be tough, and I, I think Deshaun Kaiser is a great quarterback, but he he's not doing he's not doing well with the weapons around him right now. 
Well, they brought in Hugh Jackson because he was supposed to be a quarterback whisperer type coach. And I like what the Browns did in the draft this past year. I love how they didn't reach for Deshaun. They waited to the second round after getting their uh, first three picks off or the first two. And they really went defensive minded. And I love that decision. And I think it's going to pay off in the long run. All I'm saying about the Browns right now, I think they're the worst team currently. I think they're going to be better going forward. I think they, they're not as bad as last year. They get a couple wins here and there. I think they may even scrape out four wins. But they're just they're just not there on offense yet. And who knows if Kaiser's the uh, ticket. Maybe the Browns don't play well this season and get another top three pick and they decide to go quarterback this year. We don't know. But all I know is the Browns' future looks bright, but right now they're the worst. Yeah, you know, when I thought about the worst team in the NFL, uh, there's a lot of teams I can consider. But I'm going to have to go with the Miami Dolphins. I think they have been absolutely pitiful this year. Um, Only last in the NFL in offense, you can't win games without scoring. You can't. They're averaging 12.5 points per game, which is worse than the NFL. You, you, no matter how good your defense is, if you're only scoring 12 points a game, you're not going to win very many football games. And they're last in the NFL in yards per game and in points per game. And Jay Cutler has just looked pitiful. This is a team that has some great weapons at receiver with Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, uh, and some others. And, you know, Jay Cutler has just not been able to get them the ball, and they're paying him a lot of money to do nothing. So, I, I think there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL. There's probably five or six handful we could have picked from. Uh, the Bengals can definitely be in the conversation uh, with, with how they're playing right now and with how Andy Dalton. But, you know, quarterbacks are, are the face of a franchise. And if your quarterback's not very good, we, we've seen it with many teams, with the, with the Colts. You, you know, they even with Jacoby Brissett, they, I mean, they looked all right this week. But without a franchise quarterback – uh, anchoring down the team, there you can be a really bad NFL football team. I think that's the problem with the Dolphins right now. Well, I think the Dolphins are a little bold, but I will say they they did lose the Jets this weekend, who before this week I thought was the worst team in the NFL over the Browns, even. But I I, I wouldn't go to the Dolphins per se. I think they still have some good offensive talent. They still have Jay Ajayi, who looks like a really good back, and Jake Cutler. He's not great, but I don't think he's in the bottom. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and it's only two weeks, like you said. I mean, some people have been picking the Giants this week to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, and I think that's flat out not true, uh, even though the Giants' offense looked anemic for the, for the first two weeks, and even until the fourth quarter of this last game, they looked pretty bad. But I think to give the Dolphins a little bit of time, they're not one of the best teams, obviously, in the AFC, but... I definitely don't think they'll be towards the bottom. And, in fact, I think they'll finish second in the that division. But, um, yeah, I'm still going to keep with the Browns the worst team. <laughs> yeah, but when you really look at Jay Cutler's numbers, uh, Miami, the Miami Dolphins quarterbacks this year are averaging a QB rating of uh, – or a quarterback rating of 76.4. They've only thrown two touchdown passes in three games – or two games, sorry, because they – because of the hurricane, they didn't play week one. Um, and two touchdowns to two interceptions and only 420 yards passing in two games. So they're really not getting much through the air. And, you know, it, it's showing you with today's age in the NFL, uh, throwing has become, passing 
has become very important in the offensive scheme. And if you can't pass, you can't win. So uh, I wanted to go with the hot take with the Dolphins, uh, but they're they're pitiful right now, and I, something needs to change. I understand. I understand. They could easily be 0-2. I saw the first game against the Chargers where they missed a last-second field goal. I, but I'm going to wait and see a little bit. Once again, Hurricane Ehrman wiped out the first game, so I'm going to wait and see approach on this team. Yeah, so another really bad team. Uh, actually played really well this week. They beat the Steelers. Um, the Chicago Bears, they've had some issues at quarterback. Uh, Mike Glennon, not really impressing. He threw 15, he had 15 completions this week for only 101 yards uh, and a touchdown and interception. The Bears did win the game. Uh, great defensive performance. Uh, they probably should have had another touchdown considering Marcus Cooper doesn't know how to carry the ball all the way into the end zone. In case you missed it, he ran back a blocked field goal and he started walking from the 10 yard line to the end zone and a Steelers. Uh, special teams member actually knocked the ball out of his hands and it went out the back of the end zone. So the Marcus Cooper cost the Bears a touchdown. Uh, they did end up winning, but uh, a lot of conversation going into the preseason was the quarterback situation in Chicago with Mike Glennon uh, signing a huge extension or a huge deal as a free agent with the team and then the team going out and drafting Mitchell Trubisky with the number two pick in the NFL draft. So, Connor, should the Bears start Mitch Trubisky, or do they need to wait and see what they have out of Glennon for a couple more games? I am 100% on the Trubisky hype train. I have loved this kid in the preseason. I think he was the most impressive rookie quarterback. He looked beyond his years. And there's no, Glennon is not a bad NFL quarterback, in my opinion. He's not a bad NFL backup. He just has a 79.8 QBR in the season, like, like you said, 100 yards. The Bears are just kind of like throwing Glennon out there to stay out of our way almost because the offensive line is great, and they have two really talented backs in Jordan Howard and Cohen. And once again, I want to talk about Cohen for a second. Cohen has looked amazing when he's been on the field. When he gets in the open field, he is so elusive. And he should have had the game-winning touchdown, I think, in overtime. Um, but the referees thought he stepped out of bounds, and they called the play dead. So then you just see Jordan Howard go in and just win the game on like the next play. It's ridiculous. And I think that the Bears are primed for maybe a potential playoff uh, contention if they start Trubisky. Trubisky, uh, in the preseason, threw for 364 passing yards, had a 67.9% completion percentage, and threw three TDs to zero picks. And what impressed me most about him was when I watched him in the preseason, he wasn't just throwing to his, the first guy he saw. He was looking at all different types of reads. I saw one specific touchdown pass where he looked at his first receiver, saw he wasn't open, looked at a check down, saw he wasn't, and then saw, I think it was Cameron Meredith when he got injured going deep and he threw it to him and called a touchdown pass and it was a beautiful throw. So Trubisky has really uh, impressed me so far and I know the Bears are worried. He didn't have very much experience in college and how that could translate to the NFL, but I think they should give the kid a shot. Today's day and age, we've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks have success, just like Dak Prescott last year. RG3 had a great year. Cam Newton, people like that, Russell Wilson. So I know a lot of teams have been saying that they want to do a wait-and-see approach and not rush people in like Jared Goff last year, but I think Trubisky's ready. Yeah, so I understand the hype with the preseason. Uh, that Trubisky didn't play against the starters in the preseason, so 
I, I want to say just to everyone out there that believes in the preseason tape, it's always kind of a lie considering who they're playing against on the defensive side. But it is good to see him uh, performing in the preseason well. And, you know, with, with Glennon, I I don't think they should blame Glennon so far yet because they run – I mean, they ran the ball more than they passed it last week. It's not exactly his fault that they're not throwing the ball down the field. They're throwing more check down passes. Uh, I know I personally have Tariq Cohen in fantasy. So seeing him have nine receptions for 80 yards is a product of just the check downs. So – you know, the Bears' offense, it's not Glennon's fault that they're checking it down and, and they're being conservative on the offensive side. But I I don't know how you go to Trubisky at this point in the season because, you know, they, they just won a game, so Glennon's only 1-2 and two as a starter. And uh, they're paying Glennon over $40 million. So not this season, but overall for the, for his, uh, the duration of his contract. So... I don't know how the Bears can can really think about paying a backup quarterback that amount of money. I think they have to use. Uh, they're not. The Bears are nowhere near a playoff team this year. Um, I mean, you never know, but uh, I think I think the Bears got to stick with Glenn for the rest of the year. Well, you say the team can't. Uh they don't want to pay, obviously pay back a quarterback that type of money, but we've seen that happen before. I mean, you look at Matt Flynn in Seattle when Russell Wilson took over when he was drafted by the Seahawks because Wilson was flat out the best player. And we don't know how training camp really is going down in the practices. Trubisky, the coach, is obviously no better than us. But from what I've seen from Trubisky, I think he's the better playmaker. Glennon's obviously safer choice is veteran, and he's going to not kill you as much. But – if the Bears are to have any shot at the playoffs, which it's already very slim, a lot of people had them as one of the worst teams in the NFL going into the season, I think they need the type of playmaker Trubisky might be able to provide. And I think they might as well just see it now. I think that – I know a lot of teams want to protect their young quarterbacks, but why not go out and see if Trubisky can – start a hot streak or anything. I don't think he's going to do much worse than 100 yards that Mike Glennon posted up last week. I just think the Bears need to go ahead and give their fans what they want and give them the best shot at winning this season. Yeah, see, no, I, I completely understand that. And, you know, they spent the, the number two draft pick on him. So you kind of want all the fans, everyone out there, wants to see what they really have with this guy. But I think you need to let this guy sit back and mature a little bit um, you know, he he was great in college. He was the number two pick, all, all blah, 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 blah. But Glennon, they paid him this offseason. If they didn't have confidence in him, they wouldn't have paid him that amount of money. So I think they need to see what they have with Glennon for a couple more games at least. I think my personal opinion is they play him out the rest of the season. They go whatever, 4-12, and 12, and they get a high draft pick. And they bolster their their roster so that Trubisky can be the starter next year with a stronger roster, and see see what you go from there. But uh, I don't know why people are calling for Mike Glennon's head all of a sudden because the Bears just don't have a good roster. They have they have some good players, um, some talented with Jordan Howard, you know, but they lost Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, the defense has been pretty good this year, but. I, I just don't think there's enough around Glennon 
to to blame it on him. I mean, if they had a better roster, uh, I would say, hey, take out Glenn and put in Trubisky because, hey, we can make the playoffs here. But at the same time, they don't have the roster around him. I think you go with Glenn in the rest of the year. Well, I like what you said there. I mean, they don't have the best roster in the world. But sometimes we've seen in the past – Great play from the quarterback position can boost a roster up. I mean, you saw it with Andrew Luck in his rookie year. You saw it with plenty of quarterbacks. I mean, you see it every year with Aaron Rodgers. You see it every year with Tom Brady. If a quarterback is able to mask some of the faults in a team, then they can be a better team, uh, a better team all around. And the Bears already have a good foundation with the running game. I think Glennon is one of those players that he's a system guy and he can do well if there's a talented roster around him, but he's not going to give your team a winning edge. He's not going to put him over the edge. He's not going to be the difference maker that makes your team win. We don't know a Trubisky yet, and that's the only reason why I'd like to see him on the field now. Yeah, see, Glenn, and also Glennon's making $16 million this year, so you have to take that into effect. Uh, do you really want to pay a guy $16 million to sit on your bench? when you could have probably spread that out and gotten more talent in the free agent market. Um, but I think I'm a big believer in letting letting quarterbacks that are drafted high sit and mature for a year, learn the offense, uh, learn the strengths and weaknesses of the offense and, and what can go wrong and kind of learn from the other quarterbacks' mistakes because I feel like if they put him in too early, there could be something that goes wrong and he really loses his confidence. He's never the same. I mean, you can see it with – with so many young quarterbacks that come in too early. Uh, for instance, with Kaiser, if he ends up being a bust, they could say they brought him in too early, they, they thrust him in too, too fast, and look, he's got seven interceptions in three games. So I think it's a little early to go to Mitch Trubisky, but I can understand what Bears fans are being impatient about. You know, They haven't been good in a couple years. Uh, they want to see the future now. Uh, but I think they need to be a little patient and wait for this roster to turn around before they put Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. So this is kind of kind of going to transition to our next topic, too. But I know a lot of fans say that putting a quarterback in early can just ruin their confidence and just ravage them and just destroy them. Obviously, the Bears have a lot of confidence that Trubisky can be the guy. They moved up a couple spaces and gave up a ton just to get the guy. So he's going to have his fair share of chances, and if he's not the quarter, if he, they start him this year, he's probably going to be the starting quarterback next year as well. And you look at Jared Goff over at the Rams. I mean, his rookie season, he was thrust in too early, and he played terrible. Off owner Jeff Fisher. I mean, he's not the greatest offensive-minded coach, but still, he looked terrible last year. And look what he's doing this season with the Rams. So yeah, uh, like Connor just said, our last topic of the day, we will jump into the Rams. Uh, Connor, a lot of good teams in the NFC West, uh, not playing well this year. The Rams are actually in first place right now. Uh, the Seahawks are struggling a little bit, uh, with the identity on defense, you know, not playing as well as their talent says they probably should be. Are the Rams the best team in the NFC West? I think they are already. I think they are. They have... Uh, Jared Goff, as I said earlier, he has 817 passing yards, five TDs to one pick, and a 70% completion percentage. Gurley already has as many touchdowns as he did all of last season. I think it all stems from my boy, Sean McVay. 
I love that guy. He used to be our offensive coordinator over in D.C., and I thought he was one of the most brilliant offensive coordinators I've seen in years. A lot of people like Kyle Shanahan that went over to uh, San Francisco. He used to be a Redskins offensive coordinator, but I think Sean McVay was hands down the better one. And I was excited to see him get a head coaching position. I hate to see him leave, but I think he's going to be a great head coach in this year. I thought the Watkins trade was brilliant, getting uh, getting uh, golf a proven target. And Cooper Cup has looked really good this year, already being a security blanket. And we already know about the Rams' defense over the years. It's always been a good defense. And everybody's kind of wondered, hey, what if they get the offensive uh, show together? And it looks like they've had so early in the season. They've scored the most points in the NFL, I believe. I, I think they're going to be a really good team, and I think they're going to contend all year long. And with the Seahawks playing the way they are and how I've watched them, I just I think the Rams are the best. Yeah, I mean, the Rams' defense is definitely playing well. Todd Gurley definitely back to form. Uh, I know he was really good his rookie year, and then last year struggled a little bit. Uh, not quite his fault. I think it was more uh, the scheme. But he, he's been great this year. Jared Goff finally looking good. He was actually – Coming into last week, he was leading the NFL and uh, passes 20-plus yards down the field uh, with completions in the NFL. So uh, Jared Goff looking good. And, I, and yeah, like you said, McVay has looked terrific as the head coach. He's only, what, in mid-30s, low-30s. He's a young head coach. Um, and, the, you know, the Rams, it's hard to say whether they're the best team in the NFC West because, you know, the Seahawks definitely have more talent. Uh, you look at their roster, you look at their defense, especially the addition of Sheldon Richardson. Uh, this Seahawks team is definitely still talented. They just have to work, work through some things. Um, and I, I, I think the Rams are, you know, an eight or nine win team. I think uh, it's tough. It's tough because they got to play um, some good teams down the schedule. But uh, the Rams have definitely uh, impressed me this year. Like you said, I actually believe they're anywhere between 8 and 10 win season this year, and I think that might be enough to win this NFC West division and how they've been looking. I think the biggest disappointment for me has been the Cardinals, though. Over the past two years, they've disappointed me, and it looks like they're not doing anything different this season. David Johnson getting hurt, obviously, is a huge blow, but even before that, David Johnson, I mean, they just didn't look that great when he was on the field. The offense didn't score more points that game. I just... I don't understand how they have so much talent and they're just losing somehow. I mean, you saw last night there's some dysfunction. They look like they were dominating the Cowboys in the first quarter or the first half. They For the majority of the first half, they like dominating them. They only put seven points up because of it. They missed a chip shot field goal. I mean, I feel bad for Bruce Arians. I think he's a great coach and he looks like he's about to lose his mind every time that something happens to the Cardinals that just shouldn't happen. Simple mistakes are happening. They have so much talent on that defense as well with Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. I, I think their pass rush is pretty good too. I just – I think the Cardinals are the biggest disappointment, and I think the Rams are going to benefit from it. Yeah, you know, that division's definitely been weak all year uh, so far. I mean, there's – I say all year like we've played 10 games, but – um, you know, three games in and, you know, the Cardinals look just as weak as they did last year. Uh, Seahawks are surprising. And then, you know, the Ram- the 49ers are just, we don't even need to talk about them because they're, they're in the rebuilding phase. They're in the re- rebuilding phase. Um, I know Connor hates Kyle Shanahan, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, you look at the Rams, 
I don't think they really have a chance at winning this division. It's going to be tough. I think the Seahawks are a 10 or 11 win team just with that defense. Um, and, you know, Russell Wilson being able to kind of cover up his bad offensive line uh, with his mobile ability has been has been great. So I think I think the Seahawks win the division, but the Rams are definitely impressing early. So I have a question. So if they, the Rams don't win the, the division, do you think they have a shot at a wild card? I don't because when you really look into the NFC uh, playoff picture, there's a lot of good teams. You know, the NFC East, you know, is going to be tight. Uh, there's all four of those teams have are capable of making the playoffs. Then you look at the NFC North, uh, three teams right there are capable of making the playoffs with the Packers, Lions, and Vikings. And then NFC South, every team except for me, the Saints, can make the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah. And, um, you know, the NFC West is the only weak division, and there's really two teams in my mind that will make the playoffs out of that division. So, I don't know. I mean, there there's too many teams in my mind. There's only, what, two wild card spots. Okay. So, no, I, do, I don't think. I don't think they can make the playoffs. There's just too many talented teams in the NFC uh, for them to jump. I mean, they would have to jump the Eagles. Let's say the Cowboys win the NFC East. They would have to jump the Eagles, Redskins. Uh, Giants could come back. It's not the end of the world. They go 10-6, and six, they got shot, which is 10-3 and three over the next 13 games. Uh, then, then you go to the NFC North. The Vikings could easily make the playoffs, especially if Sam Bradford comes back healthy. The Lions have proven that they're, one, uh, they're in line for that division. And then the Packers arguably could be the best team in that division. And then you go to the NFC South. Falcons probably making the playoffs. Panthers, you never know. They're 2-1 and one right now. They're looking good. Buccaneers, 1-1. One one. Not, enough, not enough on them yet, but they're definitely a talented roster. I just named nine teams, potentially ten, that can make the playoffs. So I, I just don't see where the Rams could fit in. Uh, it would be very difficult. They're pro- My opinion, they got to win 11 games to make the playoffs. Um, but we'll see. I'd have to agree. I think that the only way the Rams are getting in the playoffs is if they, win that, or 12. Division, if they win that division. Uh, yeah, they're probably only going to be one team out of that division to make the playoffs. So, um, yeah, so that's the end of our discussion today. But we actually are going to pick five more games today. Uh, Connor didn't do as well as I did last week. He picked the Lions to beat the Falcons. Oh, Golden and he was, he was six inches short, so... Um, definitely disappointing for him, but uh, let's jump into our picks. So, I picked five games that I think are some of the most intriguing. Uh, you might not agree with this first one. Thursday night football, Bears go on the road to Lambeau to play the Packers. Connor, who do you have? I'm going with the Packers. With the Packers, yeah, I'm not going with the Bears yet. Lambeau Field still a really tough place to play, and I think Aaron Rodgers dices up the Bears defense. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think it's going to be a closer game than people expect. Uh, the, the Bears definitely looked good last week against a good Steelers offense. So I wouldn't put it past the Bears, but I got the Packers. Um, our next game on the slate, Texans host the Titans at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Connor, who do you got? I'm going to go with the Titans. I think they're the best team in the division, and I think their defense is going to step up and shut down Deshaun Watson. See, I'm going to go with the opposite pick on that. I'm going to go with the Texans. I think the Texans playing at home, uh, definitely a loud environment in Houston. 
They got that defense. Clowney looked great last week with the interception, ran back for a touchdown. Uh, I got the I got the Texans in that one. So we'll move down the slate a little bit. Lions go on the road to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Who do you got? Ooh, I wish I knew if Sam Bradford was going to be on the field. And if Sam Bradford's on the field, I want to go to the Vikings. So, I mean, after last week, I Case know. Keenum. All right, let's not talk about Case Keenum too much. But um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Wait, you said the Vikings are hosting, correct? Yep. I'm going to go Vikings. All right. I'm, I'm pro, I think I'm going to go with the Lions. I have a feeling that Sam Bradford's not going to play once again. I don't think Case Kingdom can dice up two straight defenses. I just don't think he has it in him. He's a career backup. So um, I got the Lions in that one. For the record, if Casey Keenum is playing, I would go with the Lions. <laughs> so uh, what's your actual pick, though? You have to pick oh, one. Oh, if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Right, I'm betting go on Vikings. Sam Bradford. Okay, and then uh, uh, we got two games left. First one, Raiders go on the road to play the Broncos in Mile High. Who you got? I got to go with the Raiders. I think after the embarrassing tournament against the Redskins last week, the Raiders are really going to show up, and I think Derek Carr has a decent day. He doesn't have a great day, but I think Marshawn Lynch shows why he's beast mode and has a heck of a day. See, it's, it, this is a tough pick for me because Von Miller always gives people trouble when they come up to Denver to play him. Uh, definitely will get after Derek Carr. But I think i got to go with Connor. I think the Raiders are going to win this game. I think it's tough to come off a blowout loss, especially with a team as good as the, uh, as the Raiders. Um, and that offensive line, I think they're going to be able to hold Von Miller somewhat in check. Uh, so I got, I got the Raiders. And then our last pick of the day, the... Bengals, no, we're not going to do that game. We're going to go Panthers going to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Who do you got? I think the Patriots win by 21. You think the Patriots win by three touchdowns over Ken? I think the Panthers are terrible right now, honestly. that's. I think the Panthers are not a good team. I think the offense isn't great. I think Cam is way too rusty. He doesn't look himself. And I think the Patriots dominate. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. It's hard to pick against Bill Belichick any week, no matter who they're playing. And Cam Newton, you know, didn't look like great last week. They got blown out by the Saints. So, yep, I'm going to go Patriots, and that locks in our picks for next week. We'll uh, update you with an overall record next week once we aggregate them all together. But that does it for today's show. Uh, we are now on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. So if, if you follow us through iTunes, don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe. You can download all of our episodes on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. You can find us on Twitter at go Podcast, and you can find us on our Facebook page, and you can give us a like. So uh, thanks for joining us, and have fun watching football this week. Have a good one, guys. Uh, you're good.